G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. We both had serious drinking problems, and I'm talking seriously serious. And that just led to one conflict after another. It's not a good mix when you've got volatile personalities and alcohol. It didn't bode well for our marriage. But interestingly, even though we separated three times, there was obviously still an underlying love there, which kept us together. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, in the past on the program, we spoke with Malcolm and Suzanne White, who have been married for over 50 years and have a tremendous legacy of helping numerous people over those years. As a matter of fact, one of Malcolm's students while he was a Bible teacher in Sydney was Bernie Diamond. And we just found out that a couple they helped several years ago was Jeff and Virginia Ball. After our interview with Malcolm and Suzanne was broadcast, Jeff wrote to us and said, Around 1998, my wife was a Christian. I most definitely was not. After 20 years of a turbulent marriage and three separations, our relationship was once again in tatters when my wife asked if I'd be prepared to see a Christian counsellor, and it turned out to be Suzanne White. To cut a long story short, the Lord used Suzanne not only to save our marriage, but also the Lord used both her and Malcolm in setting me on my path to salvation. And as we'll hear today, that path has led Jeff and Virginia to overseas ministry and much, much more. Jeff and Virginia Ball are chatting with Eric Scatterbo. Jeff and Virginia Ball, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks very much, Eric. Nice to be here. Glad to have you with us. And I should say before we continue that I contacted Suzanne White and asked her about the two of you. And she says, oh, wow, I only have a vague memory of this couple from back in our time at Sydney. What a wonderful reminder of God's goodness all those years ago. So she's looking forward to hearing your story. So that's another reason why we want to have you share all the wonderful things that the Lord has done in your lives. Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be very exciting for us to share our stories and uh, all for the glory of God. And it's also great to know that uh, Suzanne will be listening. That's right. And before we get started, I just wanted to find out where are you joining us from today? Anne's in sunny Queensland. Okay, way up north there. And we're going to find out how your lives took that journey all the way up there. It's kind of in a roundabout way, I suspect. But let's go back to where it all started. Well, where were you born and raised, Virginia? I was born in Sydney. I spent most of my life in Sydney. I went to Sunday school as a child. I grew up with a mother who was a Christian, but a father who unfortunately wasn't. So it was quite a dysfunctional family. Hmm. But the one thing that always stayed with me from Sunday school was that Jesus was the Son of God. And even though at about 15 and 16 when I started work and the the lifestyle of a young worker being out there with money and able to do what I could do, I didn't walk with the Lord for many, many years. Okay, and now let's switch to you, Jeff. Where were you born and raised? Uh, I'm a Melbourne boy. 
So okay. uh, originally born in Melbourne, spent most of my growing up years in the Dandenong Mountains, beautiful part of the world. And I joined the Air Force at about quite an early age. I left school at 16, joined the Air Force straight away as an apprentice and uh, went from there. And Virginia, how did the two of you meet? I used to work with Jeff's sister. We were both ballroom dancing teachers. <laughs> and she brought Jeff to a ball that we were at one night that I was dancing at. He sat next to my mother, not knowing that he was sitting next to his future mother-in-law. <laughs> now, Jeff, you mentioned you were from Melbourne. How did you get up to Sydney? Mainly through the Air Force because uh, I was in the Air Force for nine years. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I probably visited or stayed in every state in Australia and also served overseas in Malaysia for two years. So um, I spent quite a bit of time at the Air Force Base up in Williamtown, just north of Newcastle. And uh, that's only about 180 k's from Sydney. So from there, I went down when I got out of the Air Force. I actually got out of the Air Force at Laverton, the Air Force Base there in 1976. And um, my parents had moved up to Nelson Bay in Port Stephens. And so uh, I moved up there and then moved down to Sydney to go and do training in computer engineering. Okay. And then eventually you were married. And Virginia, how long after you were married when you became a Christian? We got married. And after 13 years of a turbulent marriage, I was very unhappy. I received a brochure in the letterbox. It was about a Christmas service. And I remembered that service and that church and I rang that church it was in January 1991 and I rang the church and spoke with the pastor there probably for at least an hour and when I got off the phone all I can remember him saying to me was that Jesus loved me and those words have stuck with me right up until this day this man telling me that and the following Sunday I went to his church. It was through him that I came to the Lord, through that church that I came to the Lord. Okay, and Jeff, what do you remember of those turbulent years? What was the cause of the turbulence? There were a lot of causes. Obviously, personalities was one, both very controlling, dominating personalities. We both had serious drinking problems, um, and I'm talking seriously serious. Mm Mm-hmm. And that just led to one conflict after another. It's not a good mix when you've got volatile personalities and alcohol. Um, It didn't bode well for our marriage. But interestingly, even though we separated three times, there was obviously still an underlying love there, which kept us together because we just kept coming back for more for some strange reason. (laughs) But obviously, when you look back, you can see the the Lord's hand in all of it. So I believe that, uh, well, we know that God always makes the best of a bad situation, and he's certainly done so in in this instance. And what did you think when Virginia became a Christian? Well, that's an interesting question because I was actually down the pub telling all my mates, fellas, you've got to get your wives off to church because once they become a Christian, they change and it's just heaven. <laughs> so they stop, they stop hassling you. They stop yelling at you. I mean, you know, Virginia's change was quite remarkable. You know, it was definitely a spirit-filled event for her. So you liked her becoming a Christian, but you weren't necessarily interested. Is that right? Absolutely. I wasn't remotely interested. There was just the fact that, um, you know, that the whole atmosphere in our house changed at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say that it didn't last forever, but the change was palpable. You could actually, you could feel a change in the atmosphere in our house and in our relationship for that period of time. And then what eventually happened to you? Well, that kind of leads us to the point where 
we were living up in Newcastle at that stage. Then, then we moved back to Sydney and um, we'd separated again after that because even though Virginia had become a Christian, um, there was still tension there. Mm-hmm. And that eventually built back up, not to the same levels as previous, but still quite enough to be significant. And I was difficult. So um, it's one thing to be a Christian in a one Christian arrangement where you have, for example, a, a Christian wife and a, and a non-Christian husband. And it's very, very difficult for that person to mm-hmm. really maintain their, I suppose, maintain their peace, particularly when the other person is just, um, you know, is continually aggressive and, and whatever. So Virginia did the best she could, but, you know, it's, uh, at the end of the day, it just all gets on top of things and it led, you know, we were still led to more conflict and more conflict and I think we separated again. And then finally, I think it was, was at the last straw when Virginia made this, the suggestion about us going to see Susan. Now, Virginia, how did you even know Suzanne White? I think it was through, must have been through Malcolm at the college. I ended up going to the Christian college that Malcolm was, lecturing at Mm -hmm. and I think it must have been through there I must have heard him speak somewhere about the counselling that Susan did and I think I rang her up for myself and I think I probably went a couple of times before Jeff came and I remember that Susan asked me to ask Jeff if he would come and I did ask Jeff and he did come. Well Jeff what did you think when she asked you? Um, well, my thought was, if this is going to fix you up, then I'll do it. Oh, you were open to it. (laughs) I was open to it, yes, because I thought, well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I just wanted peace in my life, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, anything that was going to do that. Happy wife, happy life? Uh, That's it, exactly. And so you went along to the counselling? Yes. He thought by going with me, I would get fixed up. Anything to help Virginia get better? That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> because look, to be honest, in my view at the time, you know, the vast majority of the problem was Virginia's. So um, it was just it was just an arrogant, typically arrogant point of view, I guess. But then what happened? We went along to the counselling. And actually, Susanna's a very astute lady, a very astute counsellor. And we had a couple of, I think it was probably two meetings together. Mm-hmm. And then Suzanne suggested we meet individually. And mm-hmm. um, I have a sneaking suspicion the Lord put something on her heart that uh, he was a, a prospective um, convertee. So uh, I think that was part of her plan anyway. And as it turned out, it worked. But um, it also helped us, obviously, to be able to speak freely without the other person being there, which helped the process of, of the marriage counselling. But um, I think at the end of the day, for me, obviously, that even though that was a great help at the time, the more significant thing for me for that meeting was, I believe it was certainly a divine meeting, and I believe that... Um, That was really the start of my journey to the Lord. There's no question about that. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Jeff and Virginia Ball, who are sharing their story as a couple with us, and how past guests Suzanne and Malcolm White had a huge impact on their lives. We'll hear more of their story and how Jeff eventually becomes a Christian when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. 
Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're continuing with Jeff and Virginia Ball, who are sharing their story as a couple, and how God used past guests, Suzanne and Malcolm White, to both save their marriage and help Jeff to become a Christian. Now, here's more of their conversation with Eric Scadabo, with Jeff sharing what was going on inside of him after going to see a Christian counsellor to help with their marriage. Yeah, what was going on in your heart at that time? Nothing spiritually. Um, actually, I'd tell a lie. I'd never been an atheist. I guess you would classify me as an agnostic in that even as a complete non-believer, I could never accept the whole idea of evolution mm-hmm. and the whole idea that we just started from, everything started from nothing. To me, it just didn't logically make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always thought there was some higher being out there that must have started everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not from a physical perspective, because the physical can't create the physical from nothing. So that just got me to thinking about there's got to be more to life than this, because, you know, basically all there was was you get born, you go to school, you grow up, you get married, you have kids, you have grandkids, and they plant you in the ground. So I'm thinking to myself, no. When you look around the world and see the extraordinary nature of the universe, the extraordinary complexity of the human being, and, and everything else, you think there's got to be something behind that. So that just started me thinking along those lines. But certainly nothing, I certainly didn't believe anything as far as the Christian faith was concerned. Mm-hmm. And so the counseling with Suzanne helped your relationship with Virginia? Yeah, it absolutely did. I think the thing that had the bigger impact, again, was the fact that I became a Christian as a result of that. I mean, the counselling was certainly helpful at the time. There's mm-hmm. no question about that, you know. It got us back together. But, you know, your old habits die hard. And so it's very difficult when you're the kind of people we were, just from base, you know, we're still basically the same human beings with, in terms of our personalities. And so that's, that still led to conflict, just very hard to get rid of old habits. Virginia? It was wonderful to see the change in him. Jeff has left out the fact that he got invited to the Alpha program. He did the whole Alpha program, never made a commitment to the Lord, but they continued on the small group that he was in. And he saw the witness of those people. And that really, I think, changed your mind. Yeah, well, I guess we're probably missing a part of the story there because what happened was during the counselling with Suzanne, she led the conversation down the Christian path, basically. And eventually she said, uh, would you be interested in reading a book? I think you'd be interested in it. And it was a, a book that uh, her husband owned, a book by a guy called Francis Schaeffer. Who's a famous Christian author? Yeah. And, you know, I, it's an interesting thing because, you know, being the arrogant kind of person I was, at the time my thing was Christians were all dills and dunces, you know, <laughs> and they just needed to crutch. And that was, that was my honest opinion of Christians back in those days. And so when I read this book by Francis Schaeffer, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's intellect makes mine look like that of Mickey Mouse. You know? <laughs> so I all of a sudden realised that there were Christians out there who were extremely intelligent people. And that was actually made me have a rethink about certain things. But also the book itself, I would have to say, even though I still was a long way from accepting the Bible as God's word, made me accept the reality that the God of the Bible, who Francis Schaeffer spoke about, was the creator of all things. Mm -hmm. And that was a major step. 
And how much later did you become a Christian after that? Uh, that would have been 1998, I think. So 2000, so two years. Mm-hmm. So what, what happened with the, with the book was I only got about three quarters of the way through it. And then I, I put it down. And I think it would have been nearly 12 months later, I got a call back. Virginia got a call from Suzanne saying, if Jeff's finished that book, could we have it back, please? And so we sent the book back. But I said to Virginia, I said, look, I never really finished that book and I was, well, I was enjoying it. Do you know where I can get a copy? And so Virginia went off to the, the Christian bookstore. And uh, although she didn't find the book, she actually found a trilogy of Francis Schaeffer books. Oh. And so that was, so I read the whole lot. And that's when, uh, as Virginia was saying before, that uh, I got an invitation to the Alpha Course, which actually came through a friend of hers at her church, a wonderful man by the name of Barry Webb, who was at the time the head of Old Testament studies at Moore College. Anyway, he came knocking on the door one night and, and said, Jeff, would you like to come to an Alpha Course and explain what it was about? And I said, when is it? He said, it starts tomorrow night. And I didn't have anything on, but I didn't really want to go. So I put him off and I just said, oh, no, I've got something on. I can't go tomorrow night. He said, well, it keeps it goes for 10 weeks. So if you want to come along the next week, you're more than welcome. And for whatever reason, uh, obviously a God thing, the following week uh, I went along. If I can just interject, mm-hmm. because I worked at the church where the Alpha course was going, I was able to borrow and take home the Alpha course and Jeff was able to see the first week that he missed, mm-hmm. and then he went to the second week. What did you think when your husband started to have an interest in spiritual things and then eventually became a Christian? What did, what did you think of that? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I wasn't the faithful wife that prayed and prayed and prayed for her husband to become a Christian because, to be honest, I didn't think he would. Oh, you had given up on him. Yeah. Well, yes, I had. And I had a friend, because I was working at the church, had a friend that was on the course with him that would bring up the minister or something and I'd be able to talk to him. And I was used to say, I don't see any change in Jeff. And that this friend, Eddie, would say, oh, but in the course, Jeff says this and that. So there was hope. Eddie, I don't, <laughs> yeah, Eddie had hope, but I still didn't. <laughs> Back to you, Jeff. What was going on in your heart at that time? Um, when I went to the Alpha course, that just answered so many questions for me because, you know, the reality was, well, the way it worked for me is before I could have a spiritual conversion, I needed to satisfy some things in terms of my intellect. You know, things had to mm-hmm. make sense for me yeah. first. Yep. And that's what the Alpha course did. But I still was a long way from taking that step of faith. And so... Um, as Virginia was saying before, a few of the guys, it's actually a lady and a couple of the guys continued meeting on the Tuesday night for probably about the next two or three months after the Alpha course finished. And just to discuss things, because there were there was myself and another guy who was still interested in, in talking about things Christian. And so they continued that on. The interesting thing is, you know, the thing that really touched me was which started getting a I suppose, an emotional involvement in Christianity was one of the guys who was going to that extended session of the Alpha Course was actually gay, a gay Christian. And some people would say that's an oxymoron, but the reality is this guy was, he was most certainly gay. He was fighting, doing his very level best to fight against his predisposition. But this same fellow, I could see the love of God in him. 
Mm-hmm. I could see the love of Christ in him. I remember sitting in a car with him when I dropped him off after the little meeting we had and just the discussion we had. And uh, I, I could just see the love of Christ in this man, you know, and it was quite an impact on me. And it wasn't that long after that that it was on a Wednesday morning. I'd tell you it was Wednesday morning, the 17th of March 2000. And um, I would normally never, ever miss a day of work. You know, I'd be on my death, spent my deathbed and I'd still go off to work. But this particular morning, Virginia got up and I said to her, I'm not going to work today. Virginia didn't seem to say and think anything about you. She said, okay, and off she went to work. And about, it would have been about 11 o'clock in the morning and um, I picked up the Bible, I think it was Virginia's Bible, and started reading it. I can't remember what I was reading. And you know something I heard God say as clear as day and some people freak out about this, but this wasn't a threat. It was a simple statement, in fact, from God. He said to me, if you don't come to me now, you never will. Hmm. So I'd been procrastinating for a long time during the Alpha course, after the Alpha course, about doing it. And there was no way in the world I wanted to make that commitment. But that's absolutely struck at the core of my being because I understood that there was an afterlife by this time. Hmm. And I knew hmm. I had a choice to make. And I knew I had to make it then because I knew if I didn't make it then, I never would. And so I made that decision, got down on my knees and asked forgiveness and praise God you am today. Wow. So that was in 2000. And then just yeah. a few years later, you find yourself being interested in full-time ministry. How did that change come about? We started going to Bali in 1996, just for holidays. We went there once and thought, yep, been there, done that, so we probably won't go back there again, you know, sort of what's next. But for some reason, we, we did go back again, and I just noticed that God was beginning to place a real burden on my heart for the Balinese people. And it was certainly a God thing, because I don't usually think of, of other nations, other people groups or anything like that, or I hadn't up until that stage, given them much thought at all. But I really noticed it. And it was in March 2004 we were about to head off to another holiday to Bali. And I said to Virginia, I said, we need to pray before we go on this trip because I believe God's got something for us. So we just prayed a very, very simple prayer. And that was, Lord, if you've got something for us to do in Bali, you need to open the doors. And I'm going to stop you right there because we've run out of time for this first part of our conversation with you. But that was just the beginning. Next time we're going to hear how you do all kinds of ministry work in Bali. That was just the beginning there. So we have a whole lot more to find out about how the Lord has been working in your life as a couple and in ministry overseas. Will you join us again next time to share more of your story? Yeah, we'd love to, Eric. Thanks. Yes, exciting days ahead. Well, that was part one of Eric Scadabo chatting with Jeff and Virginia Ball, who was sharing their story as a couple with us and how God has been working in their lives. We invite you to join us again next time when we'll hear more of their story and how God opens doors for them to do ministry work in Bali. But before we end today, I just want to pay tribute to our past guests, Suzanne and Malcolm White. It's wonderful how they have touched so many people's lives over the years with Suzanne as a Christian counsellor and Malcolm as a Bible school lecturer. They've had a tremendous legacy with Jeff and Virginia Ball being just one part of it. They're a great example of the fruit we can all produce if we stay connected to Jesus by faith. 
As Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, next time we'll hear about the fruit that Jeff and Virginia's ministry has produced in Bali and about all the adventures they have gone on over there. All that and more is coming up as we hear more of their story. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I said, we need to pray before we go on this trip because I believe God's got something for us. So we just prayed a very, very simple prayer. And that was, Lord, if you've got something for us to do in Bali, you need to open the doors. After we prayed about it, we jumped on the plane. And uh, that is actually a a dangerous prayer to pray because God opened doors for us left, right and centre. Jeff and Virginia Ball were about to head to Bali on holiday when they stopped and prayed that God would open doors for them in ministry. Little did they know at the time how much God would use them over the years and the tremendous impact they would have in people's lives. We'll hear more of Jeff and Virginia Ball's story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. 